Good evening, Bethlehem and saints of God. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, or maybe even good night or whatever time you're tuning into our Wednesday Zoom Bible study. My name is Pastor Michael Eton, and I'm your host for today's Bible study, as well as I serve as the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church right here in the heart of Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. And if you do not have a church home, we have a goal this year at Bethlehem Baptist Church to add 25 new families to our church. And we want 15 of those families to come from salvific experience of those who just got saved. And perhaps you're listening and you've been praying and you've been seeking God and you need to have a church home. We want to invite you here. As a matter of fact, we're praying that God would add you to our church. We're located at 311 North Dunbar. Again, we're located at 311 North Dunbar. We'd love to see your face in the place this coming Sunday at the 11 a.m. service. Why don't you go ahead and come with a family member or a friend uh, this coming Sunday. Again, we're located at 311 North Dunbar. You can visit our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. Again, our website is www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. Get to know us there. And once you get to know us, scroll down to the bottom there, click the Facebook tab, the Instagram tab, the LinkedIn tab, and follow or friend us, the Twitter tab or X and follow or friend us. We'd love for you to be a part of our cyber church family, but ultimately we're praying that God would add you to our church here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. Now tonight, you've joined us for our Wednesday Zoom Bible study, which is a time meant to be from 6 p.m. to 6.40, but however, we allow the Holy Spirit to work and move as he see fits, uh, but over our, over my shoulder here, you see what's going to happen tonight. We're going to have the opening prayer, the announcements, the reading of the word of God, the introduction video, the, the Bible study itself, the invitation and the benediction. So let's go ahead and open up in a word of prayer. Shall we pray? Father God, we thank you. We praise you. We glorify your holy name. You're always worthy to be praised worthy of glory, honor, power, dominion, and might forever and ever and ever, as your word says to him who sits on the throne and unto the Lamb, be our blessings and glory and honor and power, dominion and might forever and ever and ever. Father, you are holy and hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come right now in this Bible study. Thy will be done right now in this Bible study. We ask you to forgive us of our sins, wash us and cleanse us, that we might be in right relationship with you, that we may, as a result of us collectively coming together tonight, may hear a word from the Lord. Lord, we're seeking your face. Your word says that when we seek you, you'll be able to, we'll be able to find you, Father. We want to find you tonight in this study. In Jesus' name, amen. And praise the Lord. A few announcements before we get into this study tonight. 
Bethlehem, I've been asking you to pray for the first ladies and ministers, wives and widows conference that's starting tomorrow, but there will be traveling. People will travel and come uh, tonight. So I need you to be in prayer for safe travel for those who are coming as far as Houston, as far as uh, San Francisco, uh, from Oklahoma City and Tulsa, from all over. I want you to pray for our, our facilitator and speaker, Sister Eton. Pray to God, but use her in a mighty and awesome way. Uh, pray for those who would help in registration, Sister Dickerson and Sister Alexander. Uh, pray for uh, Lady Jocelyn Russian, who's going to be a facilitator as well. And also pray for Angela Flemings, who's going to speak at the gala on Friday night. And she's right here, straight out of Paul's Valley. God is using Paul's Valley, Oklahoma to make an impact during this weekend. Sister Lachey or Lady Lachey Rome is coming to be with us as well. And Lady uh, Goss is coming from Tulsa. We're excited to, to have these two ladies as well as Donna Williams. Now she's coming all the way from uh, uh, San Francisco, the San Francisco area. And she was an advisor to Sister Lois Evans uh, ministry and her first lady ministry. And those of you first ladies know how impactful that ministry was. Um, also, we're gonna have uh, Sister Walton's, uh, our very own uh, moderator's wife. She's gonna come and share as well. And our Chickasaw District Dean, Dr. Iris Copeland. And so I want you to pray for all of those and those who will be facilitating and everything that God is about to do at this conference in Jesus' name. So I want you to uh, pray. And those of you who are fasting and praying in your individual time, please remember to lift this conference up that God may be glorified in Jesus' name. Let's go ahead and get into our study. Uh, one last announcement this coming Saturday, uh, Reverend Harris there at Mount Olive and Winnie Wood will be installed at uh, 1 p.m. So Chickasaw District, uh, we want you guys to come and support this uh, great man and woman of God there as they will be installed in Jesus name. But let's go ahead and get into our study tonight. And we are in a series that we have entitled the Yes Series, the Yes Series. And we have been transfixed on the concept of metamorphosis. And this is what I am seeking for our church this year and for individuals in our church. Uh, I believe we're going to live out what God has called us to do and to become as a church. There must be a metamorphosis. And the beginning of this metamorphosis is simply by us saying yes to God. 
And we've been standing on uh, Luke chapter five, verse four, where Jesus uh, commanded or challenged them uh, to launch out into the deep that they may uh, and let down their nets for a drought or for a catch. See, in order for them and their lives to be transformed, God was giving them and speaking to them in fishernese and fishernese. And you see, when you're speaking to fishermen, you need to speak to them in fishernese. And they had been struggling all night. We know the story, and I, I need to move on pretty quickly. Um, they had been struggling all night the night before and couldn't catch anything. And Jesus tells them to launch out into the day. Somebody's been struggling with their ministry all last year. Uh, struggling for healing all last year. And, and, and you feel like there is no hope when God tells you to launch out into the deep. And he tells you to go back to the place that you've been struggling. Go back to the place where you feel like you've been unfruitful. Go back to that place because now it's a different time. It's a different dispensation. And because Jesus, it's a rhema word, because Jesus um, was about to change the circumstance. And that's why I'm trying to let Bethlehem know this year. I believe that this is a different time, that this is a different dispensation in the life of Bethlehem Baptist Church. But we've got to be willing to say yes at a time. Hello, somebody. When, when, when it may appear to you that we have not been fruitful or time where it feels like we've been struggling, God says today, Ooh, I'm not even in my message yet. It's time for us to launch out into the deep and he's talked to them and fish and knees because he would show them his power by filling their nets. And then he would metamorphosize their life. And, and in metamorphosizing their life, he said, hey, you see what I've done for you with this, these fish? I'm going to make you fishers of men. This was a different dispensation. He was giving them a word picture of what he would he want them to be. And God is saying of Bethlehem Baptist Church and any believer or pastor who would believe and willing to say yes to the struggle. Hello, somebody. Yes to doing what God says when it don't make any sense. Yes to the Lord. The year of 2023 could be the best year of your life, pastor, Christian, if you simply say yes to God in Jesus' name. Those words can metamorphosize your life. Man, I'm preaching and hadn't even really got into the word. And it's so much good stuff. We started out on the, the Sunday before last. Yes, Lord, I will launch. Uh, last Wednesday, we said, yes, Lord, I will launch. I will give you the little that I have, and I want you to make much of it. That's what we're doing with this conference, you know. We're not a part of a mega church, but we do serve a mega God, and we're giving God our little. Ah, with this conference, and we believe that God is going to make much out of it. Yes, Lord, I will leap. We have to leap in the conference. We have to leap 
with the television ministry. We don't serve a mega a church at a mega church, but we do serve a mega God and we're leaping somebody else. God wants you to say yes, and he wants you to begin to leap out into the promises of God in your life. Tonight, we're going to look at, yes, Lord, I will listen. And I better fast forward through this because I preached this whole series because I believe what I preach. I believe in the God that I serve in Jesus' name. And, and we need folk. We don't need a lot of folk to say yes. Hello, somebody. It ended up being 12 men who would say yes to God. And when, they, when these 12 men said yes to God, they literally turned the world upside down from a no place like uh, Galilee. If you ever saw Galilee, it's not that impressive of a place. These were not that impressive uh, men. Um, but they said yes to God. And now, even in 2023, we're talking about what's going on in the Middle East where Jesus walked and talked and lived and did miracles because uh, some folks said, yes, I believe that God is the same God yesterday and forever and today. He is the great I am, Bethlehem. And But we've got to learn to say yes. Now, tonight we're going to say, yes, Lord, I will listen. I think this is a, 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 a incredible lesson tonight. Um, and, and I want you to read the whole context a little later, but we're going to read tonight um, in uh, this book of, of Samuel. Uh, we're going to read tonight 1 Samuel uh, chapter 3, verses uh, 3, 7, and 10. You read the whole context. You really need to read all of it. And I encourage you to do that. That's why I give you the lessons beforehand so you can go up and study uh, beforehand. And we can come together and God can put some more stuff together in your spiritual uh, arena where you are. But we're going to read uh, 3, 7, and 10. It says, the lamp of the Lord had not yet gone out. And Samuel was lying there in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. Now, Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. And the Lord came and stood there calling, and once he called as, as the last times, the two times before, Samson, Samson, when Samson said, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. I read to you 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 3, 7, and 10. May God only bless the doers of his holy and magnificent word in Jesus' name. Tonight, again, in our study, we're sharing a message entitled, Yes, Lord, I will listen. Yes, Lord, I will listen. The context is really all of Samuel chapter 3, um, but I sent out in the pastor's text, uh, verses 1 through 10. And tonight, we're going to look at three points the Holy Spirit gives us utterance. Uh, we're going to talk on around, uh, close to God, call of God, and concentrating on God. Close to God. You want to listen to God. You got to be close. You got to listen to the call. 
You got to concentrate on what he says. We want Christians tonight to know that Christians should learn to listen and obey the word of God. Christians should learn to listen and obey the word of God. I don't know if this video um, is going to play because of technical difficulties, but we'll move on in Jesus' name. You can look at the one on YouTube and we'll have it in there. Um, but tonight in the map, I wanted you to, I wanted to show you where the people of God was. On Sunday, we was looking at the ministry of Joshua and we showed you how Joshua, um, how he came and how he took the land. We told you that it was a different dispensation. They had lost millions of people who didn't believe and it became a different dispensation where God could move because God is uh, allergic to disbelief. You, you talk about Superman. The only thing that could stop Superman was kryptonite. The only thing that can stop God, and really it's not just you're stopping God, you're stopping yourself from experiencing the power of God is disbelief. And it's a powerful thing to be around folk who don't believe. Ooh, let me say that again. So much so that God allowed all them folk to die out. Let me say that again. I think we don't really understand what's happening in Christendom and in the Bible. He allowed all these folk to die out because of disbelief. And you've heard me say uh, almost hundreds of times now that God is not impressed with a crowd of folk that don't believe. As a matter of fact, that's the reason why he destroyed the temper on several occasions. Hello, son. This reason why it's in uh, and it is has only a wall left where they uh, pin their prayers and what is called the willing wall because God destroyed that temple. That temple was very prosperous. That temple was drawing people from all over the world. But he's not impressed with a mega church full of people that don't believe, with a mega church preacher with, who don't teach the word of God. And we, we, uh, we, we idolize these kind of people in these kind of churches. And we think that they're really doing something when many are not. And parenthetically, we're not talking against those who are maybe have a crowd of believers. You know, God will move in the midst of a crowd of believers like in Joshua's life, or he'll move in a crowd of, as we talk about the disciples, a group of 12 to impact the kingdom of God. He don't need uh, many numbers. He just needs just a little faith. And I'm trying to get us as a church and as a people of God to realize the God that we serve. Well, to make a long story short, uh, he took a man through uh, Gibeon or Gilgal. And that's was the main point where they were set up. They, they took the land, and I shared on last uh, Sunday how they took what was called Judah first, and then they went up here uh, to Galilee. You see, they he went up here to Galilee where Jesus did most of his miracles up here. Most people don't really understand that, that he did most of his miracles up here in Galilee. 
And, and I always say that this should be, if you go to on a pilgrimage to the Holy Land, and to which you people like to go down and see that broke down temple. <laughs> I mean, laugh, but I, I it's really ridiculous. You need to go up here and see where God, where Jesus worked. If you're going on a pilgrimage, you really don't need a pilgrimage. God is. And that's why he split the temple from top to bottom. And that's why he put his Holy Spirit on the inside of us. And now we are the temple of God. And if you want to go on a pilgrimage to see God, all you have to do is to look inside of who God has created you by the power of the Holy Spirit. You're in the presence of God. And that's why I like to say you ain't got to go nowhere to experience the power of God. You ain't got to go to the Holy Land or go to a mega church. Uh, God is in you. If you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, God is in you. But anyway, I'm taking too much time on this map. But I, I kept this map to let you see where they are in the text, which is Shiloh. Uh, for them, Shiloh was... Jerusalem. This was before David would uh, uh, take uh, the ark back, which was stolen from Shiloh. He would take the ark back and bring it to Jerusalem. And that's why uh, they changed uh, uh, the point of where they worship. But back then, during uh, Samson's day and Eli, the prophet's day, uh, the Ark of the Covenant was right here in Shiloh. And you can see uh, Shiloh and see where Jerusalem is. So, and you will notice that Shiloh is in the middle. It's in the middle. And uh, I was reminded of the Bethlehem Baptist Church and how at one time the Chickasaw District wanted to set up a ministry site at uh, right across from Bethlehem because they had donated some land there as well. And uh, they wanted to do that because it was in the middle. We're in a good place. We're in the middle. We're in the middle of everything. Um, but that's uh, where we are on the maps in Jesus' name. First of all, we see the concept of close to God. And this really kind of blew my mind. It says that the lamp of God had not yet went out. And Samuel was lying, lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. And this puts me in the mindset of how some children uh, don't like to sleep in their own bed, how some children uh, don't like to sleep in their own room. And especially when they are afraid, they want to come and get in the bed with mama and daddy come and, and, and many of you have affectionate memories of mama and daddy in that time that you got to sleep in mama and daddy's room and how you felt so secure and i thought this was interesting that that samson samson had crawled up almost literally in the bed of god because it said that it was uh uh, the, he was lying down in the house of God where the ark of God was. And uh, you had to go up on YouTube probably to see the video because we, we have technical difficulties in our area for uploading. So it takes a, a longer time now. Uh, but it shows in that video where he was literally just lying down right next to the ark of God. He was close to God. Uh, and he literally grew up 
in the house of God. Now, stay with me because I, I'm going to teach us something tonight. Uh, literally, Samson grew up in the church. He literally grew up in the church. He, he literally was sleeping on the pews in modern day times, right up there near that table that many folk think that is sacred. He was sleeping in the, 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 the congregation. He was sleeping in the church on the first pew. Hello, somebody. But the interesting thing about that is that he was raised in the house. He was sleeping near the ark of God, but he did not know the voice of God, Woo! which tells me and explains how people can come to church and be a part of the church and not really know God and not really know the voice of God. And that's why we got to launch out into the deep. That's why we got to make the decision tonight that, yes, Lord, I will listen. Yes, Lord, I will allow you to metamorphosize my relationship with you so that I can become all that God called me to be. And one of the most frustrating things as a pastor is for me to see the gifts that God has put in you and you won't say yes. Woo, let me say that again. One of the most frustrating things that, that I as a pastor have to deal with is to see the gifts, talents, and abilities that God had put in you, but you're not willing to say yes because you don't realize that if you say yes, your whole life will be metamorphosized for your good. The ability for Samson to hear the voice of God was detrimental to what God had called him to do. And he had to learn how to say yes. And once again, I said he was literally almost born in the household of God. Because we see in 1 Samuel 1, verse uh, 10 through 11, about his mother in deep anguish, uh, Hannah prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly, and she made a vow saying, Lord Almighty, if you only look on your servant and her misery and remember me and not forget your servant, but give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life, and no razor will ever be used on his head. He came from a sanctified mama, hello somebody, but 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 him having been left there by a sanctified mama, him having been raised by a priest, uh, still did not uh, oh uh, did, did, did not nullify him to uh, to come to terms with saying yes to God. Let me say it again, cause some of you. You're just right there. And all God needs you to do is say yes, and your life will be metamorphosized. It will be taken. It will be put, for lack of a better word, on a rocket ship. And he will take you to places that you dare not know that you uh, could go or that you needed to go to accomplish God's will. But you've got to, yes. You came from the right family. Yes, you were raised in the church, but you've got to say yes to God. You're close. You're in the house. 
You're serving him. He was serving him. Hello, somebody. He, he was serving him. Uh, Elijah, Elijah, Elijah was uh, 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 there and teaching him the ways of God. He was sleeping in, literally in the presence of God, but yet didn't know him. Woo, that's deep, that's deep. And it's hard to teach people who have all this going for them um, to say yes to God because they think they're already saying yes. Uh, they, or they're thinking they said yes enough. You can never say yes enough to God. Woo! Let me say that again. You can never say yes enough to God. Your, less, your yes yesterday does not impede you from saying yes today. Because your yes today could be the yes that metamorphosized your life. Yes, you're doing all the right things. You're in church. Uh, you're in Bible study. But it's this last yes. And really, it's not a last yes. It's just a monumental yes that will metamorphosize your life. And, and, and I'm trying to give that revelation because that revelation would not only metamorphosize your life, but metamorphosize the church, metamorphosize Bethlehem or some other church. Hello, somebody. I, I, my son, my son always told me I could use him as an illustration all the time. And, and, and Reverend Gray is a great illustration of that. He first came from the church and and we uh, connected before he got to the church. He came to the church. And, and when he came to the church, I could see that call of God on his life. He was coming to church. And, and, and he was even uh, uh, doing some other stuff. And he had done uh, some other stuff at the, other churches where he was serving God. But he had not said yes to his call to preach. And that was very, very kind of aggravating because I'm waiting. I'm waiting on some folk still to this day to say yes, because I can't work with you unless you say yes. Woo! Let me say this. I can't come in and establish the relationship that I need to establish with you because you have not said yes to God. Woo! Let me say that again. Let me say this. It's very frustrating. It's very frustrating. But I'm waiting on some folk to say yes. I'm, I'm waiting on some folk to say yes. And, 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 and when you say yes, woo, it's going to be all over. <laughs> Your life is going to be metamorphosized. And I say he's going to take you to some place, some places that uh, you didn't know that you could go or that you didn't know that you need to go. See, I didn't know that I needed to go. Or oh, first to Abilene and to Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. It, it, it blows my mind to, to see how God works and move. Um, I, I didn't need it. I didn't know that I thought I had to go to other places because I was fooled and tricked and bamboozled by the devil as well, thinking I had to be in a mega church. Hello, somebody. I was always in a mega church in Dallas. Um, so, but. I had to say yes to God. And when I said yes to God, I had to say yes to the mega church, yes to the mega city, yes to all of that. Hello, somebody. And I had to come 
the places I didn't know that I need to come. I'm so glad that I did. Oh, I, I'm trying to tell you, if you say yes, that God will metamorphosize your life with purpose and, and understanding. You've got to say yes, Lord, I will listen. Yes, Lord, I will listen. Now we see all that he had going for him. But verse seven, after God called to him twice, he called to him twice. I mean, he was literally raised in the church. He was given by a sanctified mama. He was raised by the priest. He was sleeping in the presence of God, the Ark of the Covenant. But yet when God called him, he did not know his voice. And I can tell you, you can be close to God. And your ability to recognize his voice and the call that he's trying to get you to say yes to is paramount. Um, he could have thought, I've done enough, Lord. I, I was literally born in the church, Lord. I was raised in the church. I, 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 I'm good. I don't need anything else. But he was around all the right places. But he had not known, did not know God. Woo! He's in all the right places. But it says, Samson did not yet know the Lord. What if I told you? You don't know the Lord. You know about him. Woo! You, you know about him. You may be having some scriptures in your mind. You, you speak Christianese. Um, but what if I told you, you, you really don't know him. And it's evident as a pastor, you can see folk who don't really know him. They're, they're around all the right places, doing all the right things but they don't know him. And Samuel was like that. And in order to manifest the life that Samuel would have to manifest, he would have to learn how to listen to God. He, he, he would have to be more than close. That old love song back in the day, I don't even know who sung it, just came to my head. Let's get closer. Closer than close, God is saying, oh, let's get closer. Now, now, and this closer that he's call, calling us to be, it's, it's a closer than close. Hello, somebody. And it's a call that you've got to hear that will help you to manifest his will for your life. God has been calling some of you more than twice. Woo! He said it again. You know, I like to uh, kind of focus on that call to preach. And God has called you more than twice. But it's more than just a call to preach. It's a call to serve. There's something that you've been born into the kingdom of God to do, to use your gifts, talents, and abilities to serve him. That's what they're going to be part of the, the First Lady Conference this week, is they're going to have us take a spiritual gifts assessment. So to teach the first ladies, how to use their gifts, talents, and abilities in the body of Christ, because there is a call. God doesn't call us to sit. He calls us to serve. We just celebrated Martin Luther King Day on 
uh monday and 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 they say that dr king's holiday is not a holiday it's not a time to be off it's a time to be on it's a time to serve don't you know that god is much greater than the dr king holiday don't you know your christianity is not a holiday it's a call for you to serve him it's a call for you to surrender to him it's a call for you to do everything that God wants you to do. He's not all content with half, as half of serving God. He calls half lukewarm. Woo! And he'd rather you be all cold or hot because now he wants to spill you out because you've been in all the right places. You've heard all the right lessons. Ah, you've been in all the right studies. You come from the right family. You've, 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 you've literally, some of you slept on the pew in the presence of God, but yet you do not know him and his voice. Woo. And God says in the year of 2024, you need to know me and you need to know my voice. And the only way you're going to be able to do that is you've got to say yes to everything that he's called you to do. Yes to everything that he calls you to say. You cannot hold back an inkling of anything that you have from God because it may be affecting your metamorphosis. Hello, somebody. You know, my life has been metamorphosized in so many different ways because I said yes to God in Jesus' name. It's an all, Christianity is an all-consuming faith. Hello, somebody. Let me say it again. Christianity is an all-consuming faith. It reminds me of what went on in Acts chapter 19. In Acts chapter 19, verse 2, they, they posed the question. And they asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you became a believer? No, they answered. We have not yet heard that there is a Holy Spirit. You cannot be a Christian and not know who the Holy Spirit is because knowing the Holy, that's why you don't know God. You don't know who the Holy Spirit is. That's why you're probably not saved because when you're saved, you're sealed by the power of the Holy Spirit of God. And some of you have just been hanging around the church in all the right places, doing all the right things. We think you're going to heaven, but you're not saved because the only way you can be saved really is to know him and the power of his Holy Spirit on the inside of you. That's the only way way you can truly be saved oh the sanctuary can't save you we got a call last night at one something uh, telling us something that went on at the at the church that the temperature dropped dramatically and and there was a, a, a signal from Church Mutual that that there was something uh, that it, the temperatures had failed uh, to buy to the bottom, there was a, a sensor. And, and this was a sensor that I did not know even existed. These people in the text did not even know the Holy Spirit existed. Can you be saved without the Holy Spirit? No. In the text, this boy, he was a boy. He had to be, he got to mature. But his mother was saved. And, and, and his birth was a, a sanctified birth. 
Meaning it was a miracle, just like John the baptizer and, 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 and Jesus' birth. It was a sanctified birth. He was raised in a sanctified place. Um, he was uh, taught by uh, Eli, the priest, which is a sanctified position. And his him and his lifestyle was a whole nother thing. Him and his sons. Uh, and let me test this parenthetically, though. I know I don't have time to really deal with it because uh, many times we like to give up on the church and say that there's nobody but hypocrites up there. I don't want to have nothing to do with this. Well, at this time, God put a baby boy in the household of the Lord where it was really an unsanctified place because Eli's sons were running rapid, doing all kind of unholy and ungodly things, and Eli wouldn't do anything about it. And as a matter of fact, his uh, ability to know God and the message that he got from God by when he said, yes, Lord, uh, was to let that evil Oh, or that had lukewarm uh, priest know his time was up. Woo! And we say, hey, we don't even need to be involved to be around these unholy and the ungodly people. No, you have been sent to that place to be the light of the world. Oh, and to be a change agent. All you've got to do is to stay there and God will raise you up to get rid of the darkness that's going on in the pastor's life or any uh, anybody else in the deacon's life. He's going to go oh, get rid of all them folk in your church that is a horrible testimony for your church and for some of you that's why the oh the the, the seasons has changed for you because you just went and God began to clean you didn't battle. You just was there. And that's what happened with Samuel. He didn't have to battle nobody. He just had to go and be faithful and get to know God in his voice. And when he got to know God in his voice, guess what? The environment would change. Your ability to know God is, oh, is affecting, uh, will affect the thermostat of the church. Hello, somebody. Let me say it again. And notice, notice uh, I didn't say the, the, the temperature, uh, the temperature uh, 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 thing. I said thermostat. You see, uh, all a uh, uh, temperature gauge can do is tell you the temperature, but a thermostat can change uh, the temperature. And that's what God was waiting for this man of God to come to a point where he could know him so he could change Oh, the, the Ark of the Covenant. I said temple, but I meant Ark of, of the Covenant. You know, the Ark could be moved, but the temple to temple was stationary in Jerusalem. So therein, the, 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 the tabernacle really is the, is the right description. And I really didn't want to go there because I'm already out of time. But I'm telling you, your yes could change your church. Your yes could change your family. Your, let, your yes could change the trajectory of everything that God wants you to do in your life. You can be close to God and not be able to hear him call. And I'm saying tonight as your pastor, when God tells you to do, say yes. Yes, Lord, I will listen. Just, just say yes. 
You're not saying yes is holding the church behind. Because many times I feel like Jesus. I, I can't do much because folk don't believe. Hello, somebody. Folk are holding back on God. Hello, somebody. In Jesus' name. I, I got to close this because I'm already out of time. Yes, Lord, I will listen. Yes, Lord, I will listen. And you see, he was close to God. And you see, God was trying to call him. He had called him twice. And, and then he called him a third time and he went to Eli. And Eli realized this was God trying to establish a closer, intimate relationship with God. God is trying. That Hammond saints of God to establish a close and intimate relationship with you right here and right now. And all that you have to do, says verse 10, the Lord came and stood there. He stood, came and stood there this time, calling as the other time. Samuel, Samuel, then Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. Say yes. Lord, I will listen. Say yes. Now, I call this concentrating on God because it says to listen, you've got to concentrate. You know, you can be in church and not really, you can be hearing, but not concentrating. When I preach, uh, you can be hearing what I say. You can kind of enjoy what I say because God has given me a gift. But are you listening? Woo! Are you concentrating? That's what listening means to concentrate. Are you concentrating on God? Or are you are you just there? Just hearing but not listening. Because you can hear and not listen. I, and I, I shared uh, how some men do they wise, they hear them, but they really not listening. Hello, somebody. You can't do God that way. Because your yes and understanding what God says would change. His yes would change everything. That evil temple, that evil family, lukewarm and evil family in the temple. Uh, Samson, uh, Samuel was sent there uh, in the fullness of time to clean out the tabernacle. Woo! And he had to develop an intimate relationship with God before he could do that. He had to be able to listen. Woo! First Samuel uh, chapter 3 and 21 says of Samuel, uh, and the Lord continue to appear at Shiloh because there he revealed himself to Samuel by his word. It, did you know there were no visions during that time? The church was dead. You know, you read it in context, you, you see that there were no visions. There was no revelation. There was no voice from God because the people were so wicked, but it took one uh, uh, sanctified boy from birth. But that sanctified boy from birth Grew up in the church, but he didn't know God. Woo! But once he got to know God, it says, then God appeared at Shiloh. God needs somebody holy before he can appear. Woo! He said it again. 
God needs somebody holy before he appears. And because there he revealed himself to Samuel by his word. Again, you would notice I didn't say how to listen to the voice of God. Because some people say that they hear the voice of God. The only problem is, is that the voice that they say that they hear can contradict the word of God. And you got people in our church today giving all these prophet lying, trying to, to make themselves to appear like God can give them a new revelation, that God can send them down a new road. Oh, and, 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 and you got people that are saying that, hey, um, uh, God allowed uh, David to have many wives, so he, he can allow me to, he allows me to have many wives, but that's a lie from the pit of hell. God punished David and Saul, uh, Samson, uh, Samuel, oh, for having and disobeying the word of God. And But people prophesy. God, to hear his voice, you need to stay in his word because his, his word is truth. We don't need a new revelation. We just need to do what's already been revelated. I, I've said that many times before as, as a preacher at, at, at church. I say, hey, we, we know enough of God's word. We've really got to know God. And it's really odd because if you don't believe him, you can't be intimate with him. Woo. If you, in other words, if you don't say yes, you can never get intimate with God. You can be around the things of God. Or if you just stop saying yes. See, for, for the Christian, it's a perpetual yes. If you want to accomplish what God has called you to do in your life, you've got to say yes perpetually because anytime you stop saying yes, and David is a good illustration of that while he was in, oh, the valley of the shadow of death and he was serving them sheep, that's when he had a deep, intimate relationship with God. But when God blessed him, Oh, to become a warrior and to become king, that's when he was led astray. Many times success can't lead you astray, and that's why he can't bless many of us with many riches, because it goes to our heads. And, and you took a, a young boy who had the heart, who, who, who was the heart of God, and, and as, a, as an older man, he became lukewarm. Man after God's own horse. Yet he was as a young man with the sheep. But as a king, he wasn't that. Woo! Because he stopped saying, yes, it's a perpetual yes. I'm, I'm really all, all the way out of time, about 10 minutes over time. But I pray that the Holy Spirit has spoke tonight. And I want to thank you for listening. Bethlehem, we can do some great things for the Lord. We have to learn to listen and obey the word of God. Say yes to listening to God in Jesus' name. Somebody's listening right now. You heard me all through this.
presentation, this Bible study tonight, but you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and I'm praying that by the power of the Holy Spirit, he's enabling you to, to listen and say yes to Jesus tonight. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And if you're listening and you don't ever remember giving your life to Jesus Christ, believing that he was God's only son, that he died for your sins and was buried and raised again on the third day, so that today at this moment, you're able to not just hear, you may have been listening in all the time on our Bible studies, but you have not been hearing. You have not been concentrating. All you have to do is pray this simple prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I believe that you are God's only son. I believe that you died for my sins and was buried on the third day so that today, tonight, this evening, this morning, that I might be saved. I believe right now in Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer for the first time and you're anywhere near Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, You've been born into the body of Christ right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. And we want to see you this coming Sunday at 311 North Dunbar. Again, want to see you this coming Sunday at 311 North Dunbar. Perhaps you're listening and you've already prayed to accept Jesus Christ. Maybe it was through a television ministry or on radio and you're in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. You need to come and become a part of the body of God, Christ right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. And let us know when I finish preaching this coming Sunday and let us know you prayed to accept Jesus Christ and how you did it. And uh, we would accept you to the body of Christ here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. We will baptize you. As a matter of fact, our goal this year is to baptize 15 new believers to accept in the body of Christ here at Bethlehem Baptist Church, 25 new families, which uh, you may need a church home. We've been praying for you. Maybe you need to become a part of the body of Christ, a member here at Bethlehem Baptist Church. Matter of fact, we're praying. Maybe you're already a member and already been baptized. Perhaps you have a struggle today. In the same way that I asked the Bethlehem Baptist Church to pray for the first ladies and ministers, wives, and widows conference, you need prayer because of what you're going through. It's a heavy weight. Let me know, and I'll add you to the prayer list. Somebody may need to rededicate their lives as they remember a time when they said yes always, and they stopped saying yes, and tonight God has moved in your heart to rededicate your life and to continue with the perpetual yes of Christianity have some you know you've been called to preach like i said i've been i'm talking about call to service now as well you have to say yes to manifest god to metamorphosize your life because god has much much more that he needs to do in your life but you've got to say yes bethlehem and saints of god i want to thank you for listening tonight and uh, let me go ahead and end us in a word of prayer. 
Father God, we come tonight, want to thank you, praise you, and to glorify your holy name. Truly worthy to be praised. And we pray, Father God, that, and thank you, Father, that you've led us through this uh, frozen uh, tundra that we've been dealing with. Thank you, Father, you led us through the freezing weather. Thank you, Father, for some. You let us through the freezing, frozen pipes. Uh, thank you, Father, that you thawed us out today. Father, we pray, Lord, that you continue to go before us. And we wish for a special prayer for this first ladies and ministers' wives and widows for safe travel today. That you will anoint and appoint all the speakers and people that will come, draw them. Um, to come and be ministered to in this re retreat. Father, put your hedge of protection around us. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again in Jesus' name. Um, as I was praying, a thought was put in my head. If you are a first lady, minister's wife, or uh, a widow, uh, we do this as a ministry, which means if you are led of God, we want you to come and be a part of it. Uh, don't be concerned about the registration. Uh, we can, if God sends you, you can come and be a part of it. Now we can't take care of the rooms, uh, but you can be a part of it. If you wanna come on a nightly or daily basis, you can come. And uh, because this is a ministry and, and that's how we do and what we do at a word from the Lord, Inc. It's a ministry and, and anyone without resources uh, can always be involved in our ministry. So we wanna make that clear. Uh, so you can come, if you're first lady ministers, wives, a widow, you can be a part of this conference and uh, you just need to contact Sister Eton and uh, and we'll make sure that you are present there. You can be present there. Uh, thank you, Bethlehem and saints of God. And may God bless you and keep you is my prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Bethlehem, you are dismissed, amen.